Rick, what's up, man? Hey, man, how are you? Good, yeah. Oh, let me tell you, I've been having that problem all day. I would get like a nice fire conversation, and all of a sudden it just extinguishes. Oh, yeah, I saw the timer. I thought I had a little bit more time, so I guess I have to be more mindful of that going forward. Uh, well, actually, we have 15 minutes. I think what, hap- what, what happens in this, I don't know if you heard about it, they were doing beta testing for Android. And I believe, uh, I can't speak on everybody, but I think they must have been testing with this. And I guess <laughs> there's still some glitches. So I guess we'll have to just uh, play with it. And like you said, experiment, and we'll see how we can uh, record these. Maybe that will help. No worries. No worries. It was it was a blast. I really enjoyed kind of uh, the back and forth and, and and walking through it with you because it's like I said, it's always been kind of an intriguing element that I, I wanted to create time for. And then tonight I kind of just uh, had the opportunity. So I figured uh, I'd join in and check it out. No, for sure. man. And, and like I said, I gave you my Instagram wall was connect off there. And uh, yeah, I, I really I really like this. Uh, this overall what they're doing because it's a new way of innovating it's a new way of connecting i think the more new ways we find the better we'll find out what this app can do and just push the limits because the more people experiment it's more feedback and the more feedback they get the more problems they'll fix too and the more chance of collaboration so i think this yeah overall, I, yeah i agree i agree i think that like you said working out the bugs obviously is going to be one piece of that and then it was like you and I were, were speaking about before. It's really uh, going to be an entree into, you know, customer feedback. They might even have a couple of like, you know, ad hoc focus groups about what did you like about it? What didn't you like? Uh, what would you like to see or hear? I should say more of. And based on that, that's where the next iteration usually comes in. You know, they're based in New York. I almost, um, I actually was going to go visit the folks at Anchor. I was in the city a while back. And I f- figured out where their offices were, but they said, hey, we're neck deep in projects and we can't really do it as much as we'd love to do a walkthrough. We don't have time. But if you're back in the city, you know, give us a shout. And um, so, unfortunately, I-, I knew where the building was. I saw it, but I didn't get the right. chance to saunter in. Um, but, yeah, they were I mean, so obviously they were neck deep for stuff like this, trying to figure out what what the next big thing will be to enhance the offering. Right, and like I said, we we don't we don't know what this could this. I, we all know this isn't the final product, but we know this could be something of a a start to something even better down the road in six months. So we have to keep that in mind. That the more feedback, like you said, we get, and the more they offer value for us, the more we can utilize that value for ourselves, and it works hand in hand. There you go. Yeah, I could totally concur on that one. I think uh, you know, I think it's fun too. Is that at least in my a lot of my podcast experience, I've heard kind of the single player type, you know, somebody who's maybe passionate or experienced or both on a particular topic and they kind of throw, you know, walk you through uh, those experiences or insights or whatever. And those are intriguing. Those can be uh, very interesting in their own right. But I, I found it more compelling when it was the interview format where guys like Tim Ferriss or James Altucher, both of whom I listened to, on podcasts currently. Um, Yeah. A big Tim fan, big James Altucher fan. And they had, you know, a lot of, now admittedly they've got, uh, you know, huge audiences. So they, they can bring on guests that are best in class players that other people want to hear from. So I get it. But even with that, there's a way to go about that 
uh, interview process and that podcasting process that either is compelling or can fall short. And both of those guys, although their styles are very different, uh, have really, I think, found a way to make it compelling. I've listened to other podcasts uh, from other from other people, and sometimes they just sound disinterested or half-hearted, or they don't sound like they're really giving their guests the appropriate um, attention and feedback. And so those kind of lose me. So I think there's a, a learning curve even in something like that with this co-host idea where, you know, are you giving that person an attempt to, uh, to share and are you interested oh. in what they've shared as you've, as right. you've got that back and forth going on? And how does that come across to an audience of people who may want to tune in and listen and, and find out more? Yeah, that, that, that's, that's exactly what I'm trying to do with the anchor nation. That's, that's the, uh, it, it's almost, I almost compare like the anchor nation to a show like that in the sense that it's interviews. Right. The, the only difference is it's not, well, not yet, at least. It's not a big-time guy. And I'm, and I'm okay with that, like a big-time player. My, my show is dedicated to the average guy, the average woman who, who does stuff out there. And, and I want to just learn their story. And I think mm-hmm. with the album covers on Instagram, that, that give, that's the value. And then all the stuff I try to do and promote them, that's all value in the sense that they can use that value and then they can maybe get an inspirational idea off of that. They can share with them. And, and it works both ways of cross-promotion that I benefit, they benefit, and they can get their story heard. And, I, and if, I need, if I ever need something in the sense that, hey, could you do me a favor? They'll be like, oh, you gave me some value. But I don't really ask for the favor. I just kind of do my thing, keep going. Right. And then if it comes, that's great. If not, next person. And then we'll move on and uh, just keep getting more stories. Because the more The more consistent you do, the more – you put out there, the more will get rewarded at the end of the day in some way, shape, or form. Yeah, and I think too that there's going to be. I mean, let's let's face it. There's also the search aspect of this, where people right. are looking for something topical or something specific, and sometimes just by pure serendipity, come across you know touch talk or something, and then say, "Hey, I've I've not heard of this before, but I like the way this has been put across. I like how." this interaction sounds, I want to, I want to know more about her. I want to learn more about it. Or I want to see if I can share my story with Kevin. And in so doing, you know, the more content you have, right. And to your point, the more cross promotion that happens there. Uh, I think the other intriguing thing that can happen as a result of that is that someone says, uh, comes to you and says, Kevin, I'm, I'm a blog writer. Can I kind of put together articles regarding what I've heard on touch talks and then link those back to, uh, to touch talks for you. Can I do something to bring you value with the written word while you do the spoken word or you know, any number of things can happen there. And then that seeds the opportunity for more searchable criteria. And that's where you get kind of the rinse repeat effect of, Hey, there's a lot more about Kevin that's being promoted. And, and, and so therefore you've got a better option to get uh, noticed for lack of better words, so that you are a larger audience over time. That's it. Yeah. That, that, that's it. That's, that's the, best way to look at this it's a networking platform in the sense that you can have so many options you, you i didn't think about that but now that you mentioned you're right you can you can type in your own topic and let's say blogging or someone could be typing in blogging and let's say you see it come up and you try and you click on blogging and then you have a connection and then all of a sudden it leads to something out of serendipity and there you go and now you have somebody who's now doing a sense of good deed you're doing a good deed and you put them on your show, they they write the blog. It's like oh, all, all is well, and 
to get a shout too on Instagram or another platform and you you'll really see the reaps and the benefits and rewards as long as you just stay consistent. It's the truth for sure. And I'll I'll tell you what else I think is going to be a big element uh, again over time. These none of these are instant solutions. I I know very few people who have gotten truly successful in my own experience on an overnight basis. It's usually because they've done things to your earlier point with perseverance and consistency. But one thing I think can get overlooked, Kevin, that I think should be explored more on a go forward basis is what you entitle each of your segments, because there are going to be certain keywords or certain things of a topical nature that if you don't dovetail that or, or make that a part of the title, then you could miss opportunities as well. So if you were to kind of re-listen to our, our first recording and say, okay, Rick and Kevin hit on a majority of topics, but the theme of this thing seemed to be X. I'm going to put X in the title. Now it becomes a more searchable item that has something tangible tied to it that other people may in fact be searching for, and they're more apt to listen to touch talks as a result of that. I think there has to be some, some thoughtfulness that goes into even the titles of some of the anchor broadcasts to broaden the reach to have that network capability really come to fruition in a much broader uh, way or means. And I think it's easy to just kind of quickly entitle something because we all do it. We're pressed for time. We want to get the recording out. And I think the more thoughtful you are on both title as well as content, the better shot you have at being searched and then being actually chosen, if you will, by those searching eyes to then get a larger audience over time. Right, right, and that—that's something I'll, I'll probably. Add. I think I—I I think it just did like the right your title. I'll, I'll edit that as soon as I get off this call and, and put. Let's say, I think the first call we touched on the future of like anchor, so we'll put like future of anchor. That's a good call. It's a good way with Rick. Yep. And then, and then this call we'll just talk about more random thoughts, and we talked mostly about just uh, what's a good point, a technology in general, like the the, the advancement of technology and motivation to keep going. That's a good. That's a good title because at that point, motivation's big. I mean, everyone everyone talks about motivation, and then technology in a sense that's a that's a wide ranging topic, and it's already on there when I scroll. So that's a good way to get more. It's it's, it's almost like hashtags. Good way to build up that cloud. Yeah, exactly. Anything that you can tag that gives people, and, and you said it earlier, and I think it's a really uh, it's an important point, but I think people can get too vague with it. Is what does value look like? To your listeners, you know, are they look? Are, are, do they like the kind of the entropic random topics that kind of bounce from place to place? Are they looking for some specific laser focused information from the podcast? And do you offer both of those? And not, uh, you know, just to be candid, not having listened to your podcast previously, I don't know if you offer both of those or some of those. But I think the cool thing is that the title kind of gives you a context clue of what you can expect to hear. And then if it's appropriately entitled, people say, you know what? I like that this guy in this particular arena decides that he's just going to run with whatever this stream of consciousness is. But on this podcast uh, through Anchor, it was very, very decisive and very specific and gave me great insights or new knowledge on something that was consistent throughout. And when you can offer that to your audience, I think that people appreciate that. They want to know that whatever it is entitled, You've, you're managing the expectations and they're going to get what you promised. I think it's as long as you can, and I'm glad you brought up that. That's a great talking point because you're right. Some people can offer, offer value, but what is the true value? Are you offering value in one aspect of giving people a shot 
Are you offering and giving people a shot, but you're not really doing something else? Or are you just offering great in the titles, but like a catchy, like, it's like thumbnails. You're doing great in the thumbnail section and title section, but are you, was the conversation wholeheartedly and was it meant from the heart? If you can't offer that value, then you're right. What's the true value and what's the scope of the show? So that's a good point. So you have to, you have to be a hundred percent in most areas to get the hundred percent you get out of it. That's it. Well, I, I think the people and, and people, when someone's being genuine, when they're sharing something mm-hmm. and when, when somebody's being a poser, I, I think that, I think that the American public is smart enough to know that you're either having a genuine discussion about something or somebody is just there to, you know, self-promote and, there, and there's, there's really nothing that they can hang their hat on in terms of new information, new knowledge. Uh, and let's not forget, you know, sometimes it's just pure entertainment value, right? Sometimes it's just mm-hmm. the fact that I like how this discussion kind of flows. I like the fact that these two people who haven't met have struck a chord in certain topics or certain areas. And I've, I've listened to these guys again, you know, that kind of a thing. I think sometimes you can't walk past the entertainment value of it as well. It may not be educational or motivational. It may just be purely entertaining because I like the way the interaction and the back and forth sounded, and it would be something that I'd listen to again. So there's a lot of areas that you can touch on, and you just have to kind of sit back and evaluate for yourself. What was the major theme of this particular recording, and how can I bring that to bear on the people who, when they look for it, to your point, Kevin, it's not clickbait. It doesn't promise one thing and then not deliver. It says, here's what it is, mm-hmm. and it, it's exactly that. And I think that's a big key of helping people figure out where the value lies in a recording. Right. And it brings the, it brings the, the, true, the true meaning to the forefront rather than it brings some fake meaning to the forefront. And it's important to bring the things that really matter. Like, let's say a topic, let's say uh, – uh, technology we talked about technology we bring technology and we, we struck a chord we really hit something stream of conscious being genuine and you're right american public will see that or, or even the world because we're on a worldwide app the world will know that hey you know these people they seem like they were real they were not promoting each other in a sense that it was wrong and i think it really will give value in that way of oh anyone can do this and maybe even it motivates them to go out and do something and and like a call to action, maybe they'll do the same thing one day, and that's helps one person. Go, it's the old power of one. One is better than. That's a great point. I like the call to action idea. Sometimes people have trepidation about jumping into a new platform, but when they hear a couple of guys who have never met and did something completely unscripted, right. and it was just it was just the nudge they needed to say, you know what? If those two guys who never met can pull this off, maybe I should jump in that pool and and wait in that water for a while. So. We'll see what happens. That's it. That's it. It's, it's like the swimming pool idea. It's like you, you first get in the water. Oh, no, it's freezing. But then once you wait around in it and you really get the sense that, oh, it's not that bad, warms up. And you start hitting warm spots in the sense that, oh, maybe this is a really good connection. It's unscripted. And I can do this more consistently. That's where the consistency comes in. And then you can really be like, oh, I, I, can, be, I can be someone who can step up my game in a sense where, all right, now, now that I got this waiting done, that waiting process done, now we look into the titles, then I look into wholehearted conversations, and then you look into that, and then it's just developing process, and eventually you'll get to a system where oh, that's perfect. I can just modify minor tweaks along the way rather than wholesale changes in the beginning. And, and I think the other, the other thing about that is that I, I believe anyway that a smart podcaster will go back and reevaluate what they've put out there. Right. 
so that they can get better at their own craft and perhaps figure out some methodology around what's that first 30 seconds and at least at this phase, right? We don't know if they're if Anchor is going to introduce a co-hosting feature where you get more time to discuss before you go live or not, but let's presume 30 seconds is all you get as it, in its current form. Right. In that 30 seconds, do I want to tee up something that is specific in nature to help guide, even though it still remains largely unscripted, to help guide how the message is going to sound to my audience, or do I have an audience that's expecting something of me uh, in terms of a topic? And, and that might also influence what that first 30 seconds of interaction sounds like so that you don't feel like you're, you're, you're just kind of completely going off script on everything and you don't have a definite direction or a couple of tangible points uh, as some takeaways for the listeners. Right, right. No, that's a good point. It's uh, the old first impression theory. What you do in the first, although you can't see each other's face, but what you do in the first 30 seconds, a human formulates an opinion in the sense that, oh, this is what they want to talk about. And you had that, you controlled that. You can control the first 30 seconds in a sense that, oh, I can I can do what I got to do, talk about the specific things. Because once the conversation starts, I mean, it could be free of consciousness, it can be stream of consciousness, it can be specific in a sense, it could be anything. But those 30 seconds, that's your that's like your ticket to get into the train. And then once you get on the train, it's like, all right, well, you're on. But that ticket, what do you do in those first 30? That will propel you the next 30 and the next 30 and the next 30 and then all the way up to 15 minutes as the max that's important to keep that in mind you still get 30 seconds to pre 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 plan and then pre figure out who you got on the line if it's a stranger what do you want to see feel them out and then move accordingly there you go and reevaluate that's a good word to use exactly i think that you know i had a um i had a leader um and a mentor of mine many years ago who said something that i still believe to this day is is more true than ever especially when it comes to uh, an audible format. And that is questions are the answer. Yes. What, what, you know, what questions can I formulate to induce engagement, to glean new information and to capture and maintain interest. And if I've got some really good, uh, really high powered questions, then that is going to the end result of that, that is going to result in an opportunity to really get a great dialogue, to get a, a very engaging back and forth, and that's what people want to draw from is what is being shared and what is being drawn out or elicited with those really good, well thought out questions that merits ultimately a great podcast and something that people value. Right. Right. You have to, and that, that's it. You have to look at that too in, this, in the sense that you, you really got to remember questions are the answer because anyone, anyone can have the answer, but, what, what what question did you ask to get to that answer? And it's it, it's a step. It's a step by step. And I think the more questions you can formulate, the more thoughtful and thought provoking questions. And like, like the one the first week, 